It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube. And if you're looking for good football content on YouTube, can I recommend for you KJ All Day with former Seahawks linebacker KJ Wright, who joins us now, of course, played for Dan Quinn uh, when Quinn was the defensive coordinator in Seattle. KJ, appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for some time. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Big news over there in Washington. You guys got your guy in Dan Quinn, my former coach. So, thoroughly excited for him. I'm happy for him. It's going to be a really fun ride over there in Washington. Yeah, so t- talk to me about DQ. Because obviously, you know, a lot of fans here, they just see the resume of like, oh, he's a retread. It looks a lot like Rivera's resume. And people are nervous. But you played for the guy. You know him. What makes yep. DQ special? Why does everybody that's played for him love this guy? First off, he's an awesome human being. He's an awesome person, and um, I love the man. He, he finds out what you're doing off the field, sees how your family's doing, see what you're going through mentally throughout the season. And so he gets that part of, of you just being a human being. And then you just go to the football side. The guy is a solid dude. He's a brilliant mind. When you talk about the personalities that we had in Seattle, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, or Michael Bennett, it's like – you need a phenomenal leader to lead a bunch of those guys. And he held everyone to a very high standard, as talented and as good as we were. When we did mess up, Dan Quinn was the guy to address it and to make sure that we not slip. And obviously, what you saw, we was the most dominating defense for four years in a row. And so um, just an awesome mind. He knows at the right time when to call a certain coverage, when to dial with a certain blitz. And he can see things before they even happen on the football field. That makes for a perfect coordinator. It makes for a perfect coach. The way he just puts guys in position to be successful. successful. And so on. Um, there's not no Ron Rivera 2.0. Two different personalities at that. And so on. Um, it's going to be really, really different over there with the commanders. I'm glad that you said that because I'm tired of hearing that comment. And he's been the head coach <laughs> for a few hours now. I mean, I was tired of it before he was named head coach and he was a candidate. Um, you know, that that humanness, though, is the thing that I think a lot of people said about Rom, where they connect that dot. But I, I, I think it's totally different in that accountability level, the ability to both be your friend, but be your coach. Mm-hmm. How did he walk that line when I think that's, by the way, where Rivera failed tremendously and in, in why things went sideways for him, both yep. in Carolina and here. How does DQ accomplish that? Oh, he, he understood the timing like no other. He understood that when it's Tell the Truth Monday, when we come into this film room, if you played great, yeah, life is good. You know, you did good. But, hey, I saw this, and let's tighten up on this. And if you went out there and you had a bad game, he really addresses it face-to-face, man-to-man. He's not out there bashing you, just dog-cussing you. That's not his style at all but it's like a genuine, authentic, solid approach that we need as men and that we need as NFL players. And so for him to just understand that, yeah, life is good. We're going to have some fun. We're going to just celebrate our wins. But throughout this journey, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to address it. And, and, and it's going to come from the quarterback. It's going to come to the running back, to the receivers. And so that's a really healthy environment that he created over there in Seattle. Went to Atlanta and learned. Went to a Super Bowl and learned. And um, I believe that what people are upset with when it comes to the hiring of Dan Quinn is the Packers game. That 48-point um, loss that they had to Green Bay. That sucked. That stung. They all played terrible that ball game. Yeah. But, look, but yeah, look at the holistic approach that, done, that, that Dan has brought 
to the Dallas Cowboys. Look at what he's done for that defense. Those guys did a lot of really good things this season. And I believe that UFC, he's going to do a lot of really good things for the commanders as well. KJ Wright is with us. KJ all day on YouTube, also doing radio for Cairo up in Seattle, one of the nation's great uh, sports radio stations. So, uh, KJ, I do. I, I was telling you this uh, when we were setting up this call a little earlier today, but I do a podcast with Logan Paulson, who played for him in Atlanta. And after Dan mm-hmm. got fired in Atlanta, he called Logan, and I'm assuming Logan was one of many, many calls that he made and was basically like, hey, man, like I'm looking for perspective on what went sideways here. What do you think? I'm curious if you've ever had those kinds of conversations with Dan. And, and if if you did, would you tell him? What are you willing to share? Because um, it is ultimately a private conversation. But also, just from what you've seen and observed as someone who knows him, like what would you tell him about being a head coach that second time around? Yeah, what I, what I would tell Dan is, obviously, when we were together, we kicked tail. Like, we went to back-to-back Super Bowls, number one defense. So everything was really great. The thing that Dan has to do if you're going to be the head coach, you still need to call plays. You still need to be the play caller. I know that um, when he went to Atlanta, Richard Smith was the coordinator, and um, he was making the play calls. No DQ. You have a phenomenal mind. You're a brilliant guy. You have got to be able to balance both of those responsibilities. You see D'Amico Ryan is doing it, Kyle Shanahan, McVay, like all of those guys are the head coach and the play caller. So do not let the responsibility go to anyone else. This is your second time around doing this. Um, the fan base, they're already kind of on edge. They're already a little iffy. And so you don't want to leave this um, defense up to anyone else but you. And so make sure that you're the one that's doing it. Surround yourself around the right guys. Get the right coordinator in that building because um, it's going to be an uphill battle. It won't be easy. But if anyone's up for the challenge and if anyone can't execute it, I promise you, DQ. So obviously commanders have number two pick in the draft. A lot of people think they're going to go quarterback and the big concern with hiring a defensive head coach, whether it was Dan or anybody else with the guy you guys got up there in Seattle and Mike McDonald was going to be, well, how do you build this long-term relationship between a coach and a quarterback? You were in that building with Pete and Russ who were able to do it for a long time. And obviously, as we all know, that wasn't always smooth, but it worked. They mm-hmm. all won a ton of games. So how can a right. defensive head coach, uh, ultimately build a good, long-term, sustainable relationship with a quarterback and, and keep that offensive continuity so that quarterback can thrive if, if they go there at number two? Well, let's, let's just look at it from – let's just look at the big picture. I, I spoke with John Snyder this offseason, and I asked him, what's your approach when it comes to drafting guys? And he said, in the past, we did a lot of reaching for guys. We reached for defensive ends. We reached for running backs. They made a lot of blunders when it came to drafting players a, a few years here in Seattle. And so if you're up there in Commanders, I know you want a quarterback. I know you want that guy. But don't feel like you got to reach early in the draft to just say, oh, I'm going to get a quarterback. To heck with that. Take the best player on the board. There are a lot of holes with this Commanders football team. Quarterback is obvious position. You can go up and down the roster to find guys. And so whoever you decide to draft at that spot, make sure that they are a guy that you could build around. It's not necessarily a quarterback. Evaluate all those guys, whether it's uh, Caleb, whether it's quarterback from North Carolina. Evaluate all of those guys and see who is the best player here that we could build around and take this thing going forward. 
KJ Wright is with us, uh, of course, former Seahawks linebacker, pro bowler, now uh, in the media world, uh, KJ all day on YouTube and uh, has a radio show that you can find on Cairo as well, uh, the podcast. Uh, you can also search that, uh, just search KJ Wright show in your favorite podcast app you want to check out. Uh, what they're talking about up there in Seattle. So, uh, KJ, one of the most interesting things to me when looking at the current commander's roster and where DQ has had some issues in Dallas with that D line or with that that defense is up the middle, a little bit light. Teams that have had success have run on them. Obviously, there's only been so many. I think that gets overblown because of that Packers game that you mentioned. But when teams mm-hmm. have found it, it has been they've been able to run on them. Well, he comes here and there's, you know, we don't know what the talent is. It was very poorly coached. So they might have a lot of talent mm-hmm. here, but it doesn't, it doesn't appear that way. But John Allen and Deron Payne are fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know, Jamin Davis is a big dude as a middle linebacker. How do you think mm-hmm. DQ's defensive style and kind of the, the principles and philosophies he has meshes with that spine of this defense? Yeah, and here's the beauty of DQ. DQ is he's a multiple um, he can run multiple things on the football field. He can come out there with a bare front. He can come out there with the over front that we ran a lot in Seattle. And so you saw how he utilized uh, Michael Parsons this, this, throughout his career. Put him on the edge, put him in off the ball linebacker. He's not just this is what I do type of coordinator. There are multiple things that Dan Quinn can't do. He's been around the game forever, and he's going to come in there. He's going to come in there and watch that tape, look at that film, and say, how do I want to design this football team? How do I want to design the way that we approach and attack? Who are my best guys? Let me put them in position to go out there and dominate and make plays. That is what he does well. When he was with us in Seattle, oh, all of these guys are good. Let me just run the same play all over and over. Right. And you saw what he did. Yeah, you saw what he did with the Cowboys. Okay, I got these corners that's making plays. Let me do a little shell coverage. Let me disguise cover three. We're going to rotate to cover two. Deron Bland, you go out there and have five, six, pick sixes. Michael Parsons, you're on the edge. I'm going to put you up the middle. You beat this guard left and right. Like the way that he he's creative, the way he utilizes his talent, is like no other I've, I've seen. And so, yeah. really in mind, I can't emphasize it enough, but once he gets there and turn on that tape, watch those guys, Dan is going to design his defense. So when those guys come there in OTAs, they're ready to roll. So I'm a subscriber to the dude theory, which is get dudes, put them in position to make plays, as opposed to the kind of the the scheme theory. It's like, oh, the scheme will take care of all of it. It's like, no, figure out what you need. No. Get those guys, <laughs> put them in position. You're telling me I'm going to like Dan Quinn. You're going to love Dan Quinn. And heck no, it, it's, the scheme is a part of it. Yeah, it's a part of it, but you best believe you need dudes to bring it to life. So you need the Jimmys and the Joes to go out there and execute, to say, hey, Take this, take this lineman, whoop his ass, get off the block, and go make the play. And so that's football, but obviously you need a coach to put him in the right spot so he can just bring out his skill set. I'm chuckling because the uh, lineup whoop his ass is like John Allen's literal favorite phrase. Yeah, I've heard John <laughs> Allen say that more than anything else John Allen has ever said, so I'm going to cut that clip. We have an event tomorrow night with our radio stations, and John is our special guest. I'm just going to play that for John Allen and then watch him dance around the stage. Uh, KJ Wright, you can catch him on YouTube. KJ all day, and then, of course, the radio show for Cairo up there in Seattle as well. This was great, dude. I hope that uh, there's more news in some form or fashion that happens and we can get you back on the show uh, sometime soon. Really appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Craig. 
All right, that is KJ Wright. Uh, again, you just heard where you can catch him on YouTube and uh, his radio show if you want the podcast of that on-demand uh, reaction up there to the Mike McDonald hiring, and I'm sure they'll have some thoughts on DQ coming here. Uh, you can search the KJ Wright Show on your favorite podcast app. If you missed any of our show today, make sure you search The Hoffman Show on your favorite podcast app because there you'll find interviews with Mike Jones, John Kime, Kim Martin, and now KJ Wright coming up next, though. We'll get back to the phones. Yes, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. hour. What's up with you guys? 301-230-0980. Your thoughts on Dan Quinn being the head coach of the Washington Commanders. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Taking your calls on the Ace Law listener line for the rest of the show. What's up, 6P hour? Don't take calls here very often, but happy to today at 301-230-0980. If you're in a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Uh, let's get things started with Cliff. Cliff, what's up, man? Thanks for calling. What do you think of Dan Quinn being the head coach of the Commanders? Hey, Hey, what's going on, Craig? I think it's a good, it's a great hire because it looks like it's going to be a better upgrade over Jack, aka Vanessa Del Rio. And I have oh, two no, we need to do all the name. Back. We don't need to do all the name calling. I, look, I was not a Jack Del Rio okay, fan, okay, but we can be we okay. can be professionals. Okay, I understand. I understand. I understand. I have a question about our two linebackers. Though. What do you think about them in our free agency? Um, Brian Burns from Carolina, who's an unrestricted free agent. And Aziz Al Shair, also unrestricted free agent of the Tennessee Titans, formerly San Francisco 49er, who I heard Adam Peters talking about earlier when he was first hired, who just racked up 160 plus sacks this season. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, no, thanks, Cliff. Um, if you can get Burns out of Carolina, that is about as good of free agent money as I think you can spend this offseason if you're the Washington Commanders. I think you need one premier pass rusher, and I don't know how you get it. This is a very, very light drafted edge. And I say you need one premier pass rusher because finally we know the coaches. We know that Dan Quinn, uh, if you give him one guy, uh, he can he can move that guy around and maximize him in the way that he's done with Micah Parsons. And I think that's that's an exciting proposition. I think the problem is... Brian Burns has been trying to get out of Carolina forever and they just refuse to trade him. And even though he's got his way to unrestricted free agency, that franchise tag deadline is going to probably catch Brian Burns. Uh, I would imagine that he is tagged. You're not going to trade, you know, multiple firsts for him. Like, could you trade a, would I trade a, a second or a third for Brian Burns? I would think about it. He's nasty. He's a great pass rusher. Good, like true four three edge. I would think about it. They got to find someone, and this draft is not a great place to look. Um, even though they have like they have three top, you know, whatever top fifty picks. It's it's uh, it's tough. Uh, the linebacker you mentioned, uh, Al Shahir from from Tennessee and San Francisco. I, I don't. I got to check his age and all that kind of stuff. I I've, I've I'm. It's funny because Ant. This week, what did we? What was our plan this week? What were we going to finally do this week? There's there was a, a a thing that we talked about doing for weeks that Commanders fans are very interested in. Cough, is, cough, NFL draft related. Is it on the sheets? Uh, it was on the sheets, and we've had to kick it out every single day because coaching stuff has happened. 
I'm blanking. We were going to do the ultimate guide to the quarterback class. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've been focused on draft quarterback class. I'm not watching free agent linebackers right now. Uh, your boy is a one-man operation when it comes to the takes. I do my own stunts. I obviously talk to people. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I don't have a great file on, on Alshir, other than to say like I, I know he's been a tremendous, tremendous player, um, very productive player uh, over his time in the NFL. But linebackers tend to fall off the cliff. I don't know how old he is, so I don't have – I don't have thoughts. Clearly, clearly, uh, linebacker is a position where I think they, they should address. Although, I will say Cody Barton was a lot better at the tail end of last year, and I like who Jamin uh, has become as a player. That doesn't necessarily mean I would sign him long term. All right, back to the phones. 301-230-0980. Let's go to Tim. Tim, thanks for calling. You are on the Hoffman Show. Thank you uh, for taking my call. Um, you know, in addition to being curious about who the OC and special teams coordinator will be and the extent to which um, the new head coach is going to let them run their show versus get involved, I'm a little curious about that. But the two other questions I have, um, and I'm very excited about the hire, but the two questions I have is, one, you know, what's – how does Adam Peters uh, view Quinn? Because, you know, San Francisco was just uh, <laughs> whipping on the Cowboys the last three years. They, they booted them out of the playoffs the first two years, and then this year whipped them 42 to 10. So I'm really curious what Peters sees in him in terms of what he did for the defense, because he clearly didn't solve the 49ers. And then the last question I have is you for for uh, for him himself is what happened versus Green Bay? You know how much of is of that is on Quinn, and how will Quinn avoid such performances like they had against Green Bay in 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 his future as a head coach? Those are yeah. really my questions. Yeah, Tim, thanks for the call. I think those are the questions that Dan Quinn needed to have some level of answer for. Uh, in the interview process. And I would say in terms of what Adam Peters thinks of Quinn, uh, clearly very highly, he's the general manager who just hired him. And I don't get the sense from talking to people who I actually trust in the media, including Kim Martin and John Kime in the 5 o'clock hour today, that this was some settle for them, that this wasn't their top choice. Um, now, granted, do, does this... Do we look back in five years and go, man, that hiring cycle that we all thought was filled with great candidates actually was terrible, um, and the commanders were a part of it, and they'll be back in the mix again. But I do think he, you know, as a head coach, is an appealing candidate, especially if you're just asking him to coach. Um, he's going to have to make tweaks. But I, I will say this, like outside of Mike McDonald, nobody else did particularly well against San Francisco. So I'm not going to hold you, you know, getting wrecked by Kyle Shanahan and, and the team that I'm going to pick next week to win the Super Bowl and the team I picked at the beginning of the year to win the Super Bowl uh, as means you can't coach. Maybe you got other problems on your team, but like a, a good D.C. isn't just going to be able to, and by himself, is not going to be able to just shut down the best offense in football. Um, obviously the Ravens with McDonald and what he implemented as a plan, but also what the players executed were able to do that and it's basically been only them. 
Uh, as for the other part of the question, which I'm now tremendously for, oh, Green Bay. Um, yeah, they're going to have to figure out defensively how to face these Shanahan offenses because there's just going to be more of them. But also, that's the offense he's about to employ, likely as an offensive coordinator. So I would tend to think that there's there's going to be more solutions there. And I think the problems are actually easily identifiable in a lot of ways. Like they get moved off the ball, and it's a lighter defense that is designed to be up and then rush the passer. And the Cowboys' offense was terrible in the Green Bay game in the first half, which allowed Green Bay to just get up and start running the football. And that's that's not how the Cowboys were built. So it's it's a complementary thing as well uh let's go to mike in bladensburg mike thanks for calling you are on the hoffman show what's up craig how you doing i'm doing well okay i'm cautiously optimistic about the the hire um i think we went through so many years with ups and downs and stuff so i'm looking forward to it i'm just not you know jumping all in right now yeah i mean i think that's mike i think that's totally fair thanks for the call um, I, I think that that is kind of where I am is like, I like the setup. I like the candidate. I'm not over the moon about it. I don't at this time see unlimited sky potential where all of a sudden I think Dan Quinn is probably going to come here and be in the hall of fame. And that is why we had a caller earlier. That's like, I would have rather just taken a gigantic swing on Bobby Slowick. And from my seat, I actually agree with that. I I have heard enough people speak highly of Slowick that I might have just said, screw it. It might be a year early, but we can buttress him and surround him with a more veteran staff. We can bring in people that are more veteran uh, as defensive coordinator, as a special teams coach, to make sure he's got what he needs to, to be successful. Like, you know, uh, maybe you hire Chris Tabor, who was the interim in – Carolina and did a good job as a special teams coach and he can help a guy like Bobby Slowick you know be a head coach in year one until he kind of understands the things that he doesn't even know he doesn't know yet and he could be the next great guy but I also wasn't in those interviews and I think that's the thing we need to remember here is we have Bob Myers who is one of the best executives in sports period the last 15 years we have rick spielman former nfl executive of the year you have mitchell rails who's built multiple million dollar businesses and is a billionaire josh harris who has built a billion dollar business and magic johnson who's magic bleeping johnson in on these interviews and they're coming out of this going dan quinn's the guy uh, if he's the guy and adam peters is is with it i kind of go okay you guys did the work I trust that unlike previous regimes, you actually did that work. Well, let's see what happens. And it starts with the staff, which is obviously, uh, as we, we told you earlier, uh, as reported by Aaron Wilson, a longtime NFL reporter based in Houston. Joe Witt is going to be the defensive coordinator. He was the deputy in Dallas to Dan Quinn. And it looks like Quinn is not going to be replaced by him with the Cowboys, but instead is going to weaken the Cowboys even more and bring Joe Witt Jr. with him. To DC. More of your calls next 301 230 It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. I've been sitting in the same place for too long, Anthony. I think it was time, it was time to switch up the set. 
So as I did, unfortunately, I knocked one of the pads of my headphones off. So I'm gonna have to go get that for a second. But if you're watching live on YouTube, yeah, I'm just sitting on my couch now. We got a different mic over here, but it's all working. So we're all good. Is the couch more comfortable? Yes, I needed this. I needed this. I also need to go get that headphone pad. Uh, so I will tell people uh, to, to dial us at 301-230. Can I walk and talk at the same time? 301-230-0980. Oh, okay, we got the headphone pad. Oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's been a day. And so we're just uh, we're mixing it up here. You know, you never know what you get when you watch the, uh, the YouTube stream. Uh, alas, Anthony, uh, we got, we've had a, a great show and people should definitely go check out, uh, you know, everything on demand if you missed any of it. But we still got, we still got more calls and, uh, I'm very excited about that. So let's, uh, let's get to them, shall we? Uh, let's go to Eric in Sterling. Eric, thanks for calling. You are on the Hoffman show. Hey, how are you guys? Um, so, um, you know, it, it's nice to see that, uh, you know, the, the Washington uh, team here finally got uh, their new head coach. Um, and seems like he, he comes with a lot of uh, experience, um, you know, as a, as a coach in the NFL. That's good. Uh, heard a lot of good things. I, I loved what I heard from that uh you know, Seattle Seahawk player that, you know, spoke about him there earlier um, as well. Um, one thing I, I just want to mention, um, I, and you tell me what your thoughts are on this, but um, I, you know, I know they have the second pick in the first round. They've got a total of nine picks this draft uh, season, which is golden. That's terrific. Um, I just, I, I, I wonder if, it would make sense in all fairness to their quarterback, Sam Howell, if maybe, you know, since he almost did pass for 4,000 yards this season and despite 21 interceptions and all the sacks he got still, he had 21 touchdowns on the season as well in his first full season as a quarterback. Um, now, I want to be sure I don't forget to mention this. That was done with the most god awful offensive line I think I've ever seen. All right, what's and what's the what's the point you're getting to here? Because it's well, well, that's not true, is, I and they, I don't know what your what I, the point is here. Yeah, I think they need to have a much better offensive line first and foremost before they go out and you know go looking for another quarterback. Uh, I do think Sam Howell is a mighty good quarterback. If you stand back and look All right. at him, thanks for the call, Eric. We're not we're not doing Sam Howell calls on the day that they hired Dan Quinn. Um, that's that's just not what we're going to do. And uh, the quick response is no. Like Sam Howell, I was on Sam Howell for a long time this year. Um, I like Sam Howell a lot. However. Uh, I liked Sam Howell a lot. However, ultimately, the flaws that were in the scouting profile when he came out of college all came true this year. It is you have the second overall pick. You, you have whether you use the second overall pick uh, and on a quarterback or you trade back and get one like you got to come out of the first two rounds of this draft with a quarterback. Simple as that. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what Dan Quinn and company, uh, and obviously Adam Peters does. I mean, who knows? 
maybe they look at it and they think they can fix Sam and there's Marvin Harrison Jr. is a part of that fix or Joe Alt or whoever, maybe. But again, the the schematic elements of why that offensive line performed badly and the play calling elements of why that offensive line performed badly were made a, an average line per snap underlying data look like one of the worst in the NFL and just I thought we I thought we were done with that so let's be done with that uh let's go to uh Anthony I don't want to mess up the pronunciation so I'm gonna have you give me either in my ear or over the air pronunciation here line two Ba. uh just Ba wanted to make sure I get the name right uh go ahead you're on the Hoffman show Ba are you there I'm here, my brother. How y'all doing? Doing well. All right. What you think of the Dan Quinn hire? Honestly, uh, I was just telling. Uh, I was not. Uh, I, I didn't want Dan Quinn. I'm, I'm be honest with you. You know, all this day I've been tweeting saying no Quinn, no Quinn. But today, after they hire him, I kind of look at something else because you know what? This guy been coaching in the same division for the last three years. He know the Eagles. He know the Cowboys. He know the Giants. Those are the people we gotta fight. And the other thing we got to look at is this team went down because the defense didn't play. Let's just be real. We didn't have a good defense. So I'm hoping Dan Quinn can get that right. So now when he comes to the offensive uh, coordinator, if we keep him same, I'll let the EB run the stuff. But Okay, we we're, do- somebody, no, we're not doing that. Okay. We're, not doing, we're not doing the Sam what-if thing. Anthony, am I going to have to ban callers in the 6 o'clock hour? We're doing Dan Quinn calls. We got four months to talk about quarterback. Three months to talk about quarterback. We're not doing Sam Howell calls today. Eric Bieniemy's not going to be staying. Uh, I would be. I should say I would be stunned if Eric Bieniemy is staying. We're going to keep it moving. Uh, let's go to Patrick. Patrick, thanks for calling. Please don't talk about Sam Howell. What do you think about Dan Quinn? Uh, no, uh, we have plenty of time to talk about that. Actually, I'm. I'm guardly optimistic. Uh, I would say that um, I would thought we may have actually gone a younger route and go to uh, go to Averill, uh, you know, just who got let go in uh, uh, Tennessee, and I probably mispronounced yep. the names. So forgive me. Uh, Vrabel. Yeah, so, no, you got it. You know, so I'm looking at it as, uh, you know, the guy has consistently been part of winning organizations, which God knows the Washington franchise has needed that for many, many, many decades. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic about that, but I think – the bigger question, um, and you know, this is just a rhetorical question, is is I of course it always bothers me to see Cowboys products being rebranded as Washington products, but is the is the uh, Dallas Cowboys now a franchise in decline? I think that's the bigger question. That's an Thank interesting you. thought. Um, I appreciate the call, Patrick. Um, the, here's the thing, real quick with um, with Vrabel. Uh, Vrabel want. Vrabel wanted power, and that was clear in Tennessee. And I understand after what happened to his roster in Tennessee why he wanted power because he felt like it got decimated. But you got to remember that Adam Peters is the guy in charge here, and that um, that Rand Carthon uh, is the the GM in Tennessee now, and Vrabel and Carthon did not get along, and. Adam Peters worked with Carthon in San Francisco. And so while Peters and Vrabel uh, were together in New England, Vrabel was still just a player then. 
Um, I, I have to think that that is a huge deal. And Kime, you know, kind of said it as much uh, earlier on in the show when he joined us. I do think this hurts the Cowboys quite a bit. Um, you know, the Cowboys now have a pretty intense cap situation where they're going to have to make some tough calls. They've got to find in a year where their head coach is on the hot seat, a new defensive coordinator. And that's really hard. Um, and if, and especially if Joe Witt Jr., the, uh, lieutenant, uh, number one guy behind Dan Quinn in Dallas is going to be the defensive coordinator here in DC and come with DQ. That's a huge blow to the Cowboys. Cause I mean, think about the offensive coordinator search for Washington last year, right? And take, let's take away what we think about the enemy now and think about what we thought of him at the time. We were excited about the hire because his resume was great, but you know, if you wanted to go the younger hot shot coach, that guy wasn't coming to work for Ron Rivera in a year where everyone thought Ron Rivera was going to get fired. Well, now Mike McCarthy, who's got, hey, dude, if you win 12 games and lose in the playoffs again, that's not good enough as the bar before Jerry Jones jettisons him. Whew. That's, that's going to be tough for Mike McCarthy, offensive head coach, to hire a premier D.C., so that is something to keep an eye on in the division. And I have real questions about the Eagles and what they do. You know, Jason Kelsey retiring, uh, likely some of their talent on the way out. And obviously they finished tremendously poorly. Um, I will say, <laughs> uh, a weak NFC East that Washington surprisingly wins earlier than people expect hasn't exactly worked out long term in the past, but it is something to watch, obviously moving forward. Uh, let's see. What time is it? Uh, we got time for one more squeeze it in and then we can probably get one or two more in our final segment, uh, before we hit real things. Let's go to Tyler. Tyler, thanks for calling. You're on the Hoffman show. All right. How are y'all doing? Doing well. All right. Uh, yeah, I think Dan Quinn hire is really good. I mean, it's not the big splash, but overall, I think he's a man that can turn this team around. I think, People compare him to Rivera a lot, which I think is, I mean, stat-wise I can see it, but I think it's really unfair. I think he's a lot different. I, I just hate to see Rivera crossing his arms, not getting excited. I think Dan Quinn has the leadership and the mentality and personality that we need to turn this uh, team around. Yeah, Tyler, so it's a, it's I, a, I agree a, with I give that. it a B. Yeah. Yeah, I give it a B as a grade on it. I mean, it's like nothing fancy, but I think he can get the job done. No, I don't disagree. Uh, thanks so much for the call. Uh, all right. We got a couple more calls already, uh, lining up. So let's take this break, come back, try to squeeze in as many as we can before the end of the show. Uh, first though, a look at what is trending. Wrapping up here on the Hoffman show on the team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Anthony, I have just uh, discovered a flaw. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, I've gone to the, to the, the auxiliary set in my home studio, aka my couch, where I set up a nice microphone and, and all of that kind of stuff. But Anthony, I have, um, I've discovered a flaw. These, those big fancy lights that I got, where the, the one on the right side is placed right now is blocking the second hand on my clock. So during the real things stinger, I might have to run up and move it so I can see the second timer so that I make sure I end the show on time. Uh, and this is your first time noticing this. Well, I haven't needed the second hand until now. True. I've never, this is the first time we're using this set. Yeah, and this late in the day. 
Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, shoot, these days, this segment never happens. We've got so many basketball that games, too. the 645 segment. What, what is it? What do you mean? Our show goes till seven? Who knew? Mm. Who knew? Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. Appreciate you. Uh, we do this every day. We start at four o'clock. If you've enjoyed it, say you're tuning in because you heard the Dan Quinn news. Uh, we have a podcast as well of this very radio show. Uh, I also do another podcast with Logan Paulson, who used to play for the Commanders. Uh, we are taping an episode of that tomorrow morning. Very excited for that. Logan played in Atlanta for Dan Quinn. I think we might have one of his former teammates as well. Logan said, yes, we could do that. And then he scrambled to the airport and didn't reply to my text after that. So eventually at some point tomorrow in your podcast feed will be a fresh take command episode all about Dan Quinn. Uh, of course, tomorrow night we'll be talking about this ad nauseum at our 1067 The Fan versus the Team 980 live event. Very excited for tomorrow's show. Uh, we will... Uh, be live at the Bethesda Theater, uh, backstage. So I'd imagine later in the show, Ant will probably have, you know, some, some of the, our colleagues, you know, Kevin, whoever else, as they show up for the event, we'll pull them on set and, uh, and have that tomorrow. So excited for that. Uh, so that's all tomorrow. Uh, of course, uh, here on the Team 980 and, and I'll bring the camera and we'll do the YouTubes and, and, and everything tomorrow. So excited for all of that. Um, other than that, tomorrow, it's a Friday. Yates should be on. Uh, if not, he'll definitely be back with us next week in person. We are on Radio Row next week at the Super Bowl. Um, Kevin Blackstone already booked. Who, I'm trying to think who else. We had so many names in that spreadsheet, Anthony. There's so many possibilities. Yeah, we got some. I don't know if they've been set in stone, but there are some possibilities. Yeah, we got a couple NFL players. Uh, we, got, we got all kinds of, uh, of, of dudes and dudettes ready to join us. In Las Vegas. Uh, right now, though, let's try to sneak in one or two more calls. Let's go to Gus in Arlington. Gus, thanks for calling. You are on the Hoffman Show. Hey, Craig. What do you think will constitute a successful first year for Quinn? For me, it will be two divisional wins, top 16 defense, DVOA, and a top 16 running game. I think that's you know feasible and to be expected for a veteran head coach like Quinn. Yeah, I think those are all feasible. Thanks for the call. Um, to me, it's about competitiveness. And it's funny because now we're in a place where the, the commanders are mimicking the wizards in a lot of ways where I'm like, I don't know that it's going to always result in the scoreboard, but I want to see certain things in terms of style of play, in terms of competitiveness, in terms of growth and improvement that I think are very feasible for the, you know, for the commanders and for, uh, Dan Quinn in year one, but I do think that much like the Wizards, this roster might be stripped down to the studs. I, I think to me that's the biggest unknown. Uh, that's the biggest unknown overall moving forward for Quinn, for Peters, outside of who you take it to and what you do with that pick is what do you actually have on this roster? I don't know. I, I truly, honest to God, don't feel like I have a good grip on the talent here because it is a roster that was so poorly coached the last four years. Do they have some some gems that haven't been polished yet, uh, whether it's Emmanuel Forbes, Jamin Davis, uh, on down the list, Jahan Dotson, like what does the new OC do with him? There's a lot of questions to be answered over the next couple of months. All right, Ant, uh, let's do it. Let's wrap up the show. If you missed any part of it, of course, all the football talk, check the Hoffman Show podcast. 
But let's end with some shenanigans, shall we? It is time for Real Things Real People Said into Real Microphones. Real Things. We're not going to be this year. Real People. 5 and 11. Not very good. Said into Real Microphones. You know, the culture is actually damn good. Even though I disappear from the screen, Anthony, I can see your hand signals. I know what time to end the show, and I can see the second hand on my... Uh, on my monitor, so I will end the show on time. So if you get it wrong, is that a fine? Yeah. No, that's fair. Okay. It's 100% fair. It's a fine, but guess what? I'm not going to get it wrong. Uh, my, apparently knocked my microphone loose. Yep. But uh, I'm not going to get the, the out time wrong. Uh, George Kittle featured yesterday. George Kittle featured today. Remember that nasty pancake block he had uh, on Aiden Hutchinson in the NFC Championship game? This is what it sounded like. Watch George Kittle here. This is against Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> I don't know who's more excited, Kittle yeah. or you as a tight end. That's a big time matchup. That's that's good timing. It's screwed, man. Appropriation. That's a Michigan word. I'm an Iowa guy. You can't say something like that. Kittle's hilarious, man. Also, I love that he's just like giggling as he drives Aiden Hutchinson into the ground. That's good stuff. Uh, I've mentioned this in trending today. Uh, the biggest story in the literal world of sports. Lewis Hamilton leaving Mercedes in Formula One for Ferrari. Flashback a couple weeks ago, actually a couple months ago at this point, Charles Leclerc was asked, hey, dude, you just signed a contract extension with Ferrari. What do you want in the future uh, as a teammate? Hmm? There's been a bit of speculation in the media recently with regards to your future partner at Ferrari. Um, what do you look for in a teammate? <laughs> hello, Lewis. <laughs> um... Oh, hello, Lewis. Which is funny because he sounds British there, but Charles Leclerc, very French. Ah, bonjour, Louis. Um, I can't. I, I'm Anthony. I'm trying to. This would be like. I mean, this is kind of like when LeBron joined the Lakers. That's the comparison. You have arguably the greatest ever in the sport joining the team with the most history in the sport. That is what Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari is. That's scary, then. So yeah. it wouldn't be Jordan coming to the Wizards? No. Okay, just making no, no, sure. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, amazing show today. You missed any of it. On Demand, on YouTube, and, of course, the Hoffman Show podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Some of you will see in person tomorrow.